Self-control. We definitely need self-control. Now, some of y'all listening right now might be thinking, wait a minute. We talked about self-discipline before already. And truth be told, I did have an episode on self-discipline. But self-control and self-discipline, although they are similar, they are not the same. You see, self-control says stop, while self-discipline says go. Self-control says no, but self-discipline says yes. Let me give you just a couple examples of what I mean. Self-control says I'm not going to watch that movie because it's not going to help me grow. Self-discipline says I am going to read a book during that same time. Self-control says I'm not going to stay up to three o'clock in the morning because that will not help my body to get proper rest and recovery. Self-discipline says I'm going to take a nice hot shower and go to sleep around 10 o'clock so I can get a full amount of sleep. Self-control says I'm not going to spend $25 on myself at my favorite fast food restaurant, even though I am extremely hungry. Self-discipline says I'm just going to order one meal that will not cost $25. So you can see that there are some differences between self-control and self discipline. If we're going to be successful as athletes, coaches, parents, whatever, we need both. We need to practice both self-control and self-discipline. Now, I say we need to practice self-control, but I'm going to be honest, self-control is a very difficult thing. It's easy to say you have self-control, but it's very, very difficult to do. Self-control and self-discipline are things that we both need and they are both related. As a coach, I see a lack of self-control quite often. As many of you listening know, I coach basketball and have done so for a very long time. I can tell you many, many of stories where I saw a lack of self-control exhibited on the court. The one that pops in my mind as I record this episode happened over the course of the summer of 2022. It was a summer basketball tournament that I was actually hosting. I hear somebody yelling, but it wasn't a coach and it wasn't a player. It was a parent. It was a parent. The parent was yelling at the referee and everybody in the gym could hear it and everybody in the gym figured out exactly who it was. The parents started yelling things like, come on, ref, why are you doing that? Every time you ref against my son, all of these things happen. And he just kept going on and on and on about the injustices done to his son from this referee who was really calling an even game. But the parent didn't see it that way. The athlete, he ended up playing most of the game, but he did accumulate four fouls. Now, what was interesting about this, and this is why it stands out, the parent actually came up to me after the game. He knew I was hosting the tournament. It was the gym that I had. And he just came up to apologize, which I appreciated. 
I explained to him, I said, listen, as a coach, I first instruct my athletes not to talk to officials. Then I instruct them to learn how officials are going to call the game so that way they can gauge and get a feel for how they'll be able to play. But it started with just not saying a word. My instruction was to help my athletes understand the importance of self-control because there's going to be times where a referee does not give a call in your favor. And there's going to be times where you disagree with it. And in those times, you may respond in a number of different ways, but you have to have self-control to respond accordingly. And I told that to this specific parent. The reality of what I was saying is this. As leaders, we have to model self-control for our athletes, for our children, for our youth. If we as coaches and parents are failing to model self-control, how can we expect our athletes or our kids to show self-control. It starts at the top. It starts with the leaders. It starts with coaches and it starts with parents. So we have to do a better job of exhibiting self-control, which will in then turn help our athletes and our children to do the same. Paul talks a lot about self-control in the New Testament. As believers, there's lots of things that we are up against. We have to face and battle just evil that is around us in the world, but we also have to do battle with the flesh, with ourselves. The things that are inside of the flesh contradict the spirit. So for the person who was the believer, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. The Holy Spirit and the flesh are constantly at war with each other. In our flesh, there's going to be all different types of desire. And if we do not control those desires, they will eventually control us. I think that's why we read about the importance of self-control multiple times in the Bible. If we do not get our flesh under control, if we don't get those those desires under control, those desires, sometimes evil, sometimes natural, those desires will eventually control us. Second Peter chapter one, starting in verse five, it says, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith excellence, to excellence, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness. And then he goes on to talk about adding love as well. But self-control, we have faith. Those of us who believe we have faith, we put our faith and trust in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But we have to add some things to that faith. Why? Because we're still a work in progress, right? The Lord says to be holy because I am holy. So these things in these lists that Paul often has, these are things that are helping us to become more holy, to become more like him. So we have our faith, but we have to add to that faith excellence. Excellence is a great, great word. Are you living an excellent life? Are you operating in excellence? Are you thinking excellence? Are your actions excellence? Is your speech excellent? We have to live in excellence. So we add excellence to our faith. To excellence, we add knowledge. Are you growing in the knowledge of the Lord? 
Well, how do we do that if we're not meditating on the word day in and day out? We have to add knowledge. We grow closer to God. And as we are diving in and soaking up the word, we are getting a knowledge about God. We're understanding him more and more and more. That's a part of building the relationship. It's a beautiful thing when we get to know God and his character. To knowledge, we add self-control. Self-control. You know, I didn't say this before, but a lot of self-control has to do with the mind. When you read about it, we see that self-control has more to do with the psychological. Self-discipline oftentimes has more to do with the physical. So what is going on in your mind? In order for us to be more self-controlled, we do have to change the way we think about things. But the change in how we think about things, it can't be a temporary change. It has to be a permanent change. It becomes permanent when we continue to dive in and surrender ourselves and surrender our lives to God. We got to add self-control to our lives. And then, of course, we add perseverance and godliness to become more like God. Self-control, it is very, very important. Are we practicing self-control in our lives? Now, as I already said, Paul talks a lot about self-control. When I go over to the book of Galatians, Galatians chapter 5, and, and many of you who may know the Bible or who um, has heard of the fruits of the Spirit, you can recognize Galatians 5 is going to dive into those fruits, right? He talks about the works of the flesh. And again, earlier in this specific chapter, Galatians 5, he says, the flesh has desires that are opposed to the spirit. The spirit has desires that are opposed to the flesh. But these are in opposition to each other so that you cannot do what you want, but that you are led by the spirit. Led by the Spirit. If we are believers, call ourselves Christians, we should be led by the Spirit, not by the flesh. Self-control. We have to be in control. If we do not control the desires of the flesh, they will control us. As the Spirit is growing inside of us, we're able to push that flesh away more and more. Self-control. Then he goes on and talks about the works of the flesh, things such as outburst of anger. I've seen that a lot in sport. Uh, other works of the flesh, jealousy, envy. And you can go through that list as well. But then he says, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In this list of the fruits of the spirit, self-control was kind of like the big ending. Now, the fruits of the spirit are not things that we grow inside of us. The spirit grows those things. So we cannot quench the spirit. We have to allow the spirit to grow inside of us. Self-control is a fruit of the spirit as you are exhibiting more self-control in your life that's a sign that the spirit is growing inside of you it's inside of you so now we're listening we're talking about self-control and you're just like okay i can see how self-control is important but man i really struggle with self-control guess what you're not alone 
You are not alone. A lot of people struggle with self-control. There's going to always be that fight. There's going to always be that struggle. So it is important for us to dig deep and dive in to what the Lord has for us. When I go over to Titus, and I'm going to kind of wrap it up as I speak about it, in the book of Titus, chapter 2, verse 11 says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all people. Praise the Lord for salvation. It trains us to reject godless ways and worldly desires and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age as we wait for the happy fulfillment of our hope in the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. God's gift of grace brings about salvation, and it trains us to reject godly ways and worldly desires, but it trains us to live self-controlled lives. We were made to live self-controlled, godly lives, but it's not coming from us. It comes from God's grace through his son, Jesus. We need Jesus. A lot of people want to add self-control to their own lives in their own strength. We need Jesus. As we are modeling self-control, it is him at work inside of us who allows us and helps us to be self-controlled. As you are growing to be more self-controlled, you are growing in your Christ-like character. We are made in his image to become more and more like him. We need self-control. We need self-control. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for each and every day that you wake us up. I just ask that you would help us to live lives of self-control and help us to become more like you living a godly life. May you be pleased with the things that we say and the things that we do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.